What up, everybody? Welcome back to Set Speaks. And let me tell you something. I had a way I was going to go about with this topic. And then I'm sitting here with Alex. I'm like, yo, I actually want to spin this a little bit. So <clears throat> today I was going to talk about the feeling of like what it like what it actually what's the best way to put this? Like, I think we all have this idea of how marriage should feel based on like the movies and the shows and the music and being all head over heels in love. We all have this idea of what that's like. And I believe that that idea that we are sold on media isn't real. I think there's something much better than that to attain outside of like the honeymoon ever falling in love, your person soulmate thing. And I wanted to talk about how to get to that point. But I thought about talking to Alex. I'm like, well, Alex, you've been in the game for going on two years. Yeah. Going on two years, been married, married. Um, And I'm going on eight years. And me and Alex are the same age. So I'm like, let's talk about that. Like, where are you at and where am I at? And what does it take? What has it taken to get to where we're at? And are we in the, do we have the idea of love that we probably thought about when we were young, when meeting our wives one day right so when i first met charlotte um i'm gonna be all keep it all the way a buck i saw charlotte as another person that i was going to just be with because i was like a frivolous uh young male in college and i got with charlotte and you know i the night that i met her i got i spent time with her <laughs> that same night and she didn't let me do anything with her right from the jump that like i was like, oh damn, that's different. You know what I mean? Like that's never really happened to me before. And instantly I was interested in her because her, um, morality and herself and standards. Right. So then I continued to chase after her time and time again. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was head over heels for her for that reason, more so because of the challenge, I think more so than the actual being like, in awe and in love. I think love and awe came later as I got to know her more and more about her morals and her family and stuff like that. Um, I think that's where the love kind of came in for me initially. What about for you? Oof. That's a good question. But you can talk about even like how you and Olivia first met and all this stuff. Yeah, which are, I mean, that's a journey in itself Mm because it was the old dating apps, Mm -hmm. which you didn't have to deal with. Mm Mm-hmm. I think in some ways those are a, a blessing and a curse, a blessing because you you start to like see so many different people that mm-hmm. you do narrow down, okay. I I actually have to figure out what I what I require and what I am willing to accept or whatever from a perspective like like looks and like interest, like are all, all Yeah, cuz I mean the dating apps it is purely until you start talking, it's pure and I guess for me it was with the one I, me and Olivia met on Bumble, which that has the added element of the woman has to speak first. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I guess the the good thing about that is I'm like, all right, well. You got chosen, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we both have to match, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it isn't happening at all if they mm-hmm. don't start speaking. Now, mm-hmm. Olivia waited till the last 10 minutes of the 24 hours that she had. So that was a little bit, uh, <laughs> cutting it close. But, um, w- what I feel like I appreciated was in the three days that we just talked on the app before we actually met it, 
I think I in I'm not gonna say love. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't. Mm -hmm. But just appreciated. I guess I'll say is a willingness to kind of challenge me in a lot of different in a variety of topics in her her standards Mm -hmm. and not willing to like stoop down just to make it happen, make it work. Mm -hmm. I think on our initial date, it was it ended up being what was supposed to be a you know an hour long coffee date was a six hour date of coffee and then getting dinner and then walking around the town and i think for me i genuinely i would go to my grave saying this that i drove home knowing there's a good chance i'm going to marry this woman. oh really oh, damn yeah. I, I, I would bet like I, I know for a fact that that's how i felt like some people say that and they're like yeah I did. nah i'm mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say ahead of that time i did but after the fact I, it just felt so natural mm-hmm. that i was i was i'm definitely Going, going after this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I cut everything. I deleted the apps. I was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I know your question was more about like love, but I think. No, but I think that's the same thing though. Like you knew at that point, this is like what yeah. I want to go yeah, after. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, okay, so that's where it happened for you. So for me, after the love thing, it was like, all right, now um, we're getting into like some tough conversations and some things that I've done in the past and whatever. And now the feeling of the love is gone. Like it's there kind of, but it's more like, all right, like we almost kind of have to like deal with each other because we like each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's almost what it felt like. And it got to a point where like, okay, like I really do like this girl, but it's almost kind of hard for us to be around each other. So therefore I don't really know if it's something that I like want Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I was faced with a decision. I'm like, all right, well, what do I want to do? It's like, well, no, like I want to, I do want to be with her. So what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Let's actually start putting in the work. Um, What about for you? I think actually the weirdest thing, which feels like a cheat code now, is like four months after we started dating, COVID hit. Mm. And so initially we didn't yeah, we didn't really see each other in person. It was just like FaceTime and things like that. And I think for me, it put such a weight on communication. And I think that was the best thing possible. Oh, I feel what you're saying. Because now you guys have to like talk all the time. Mm. I I have to be vulnerable and honest in my words, what I'm saying. Mm. And I think, again, as I've said before, I, I probably limit that i don't want to initially it takes a lot longer for me to be willing to unpack that and trust someone with Mm. some of those things and i had to because i couldn't see the person we couldn't like uh meet up or anything like we were you know if you remember covid like that was scary at the beginning Mm -hmm. who knows what was gonna happen so it was a lot of facetime and i think that was a blessing because whether it was i wouldn't say we were arguing or or even having dislikes with each other was probably the honeymoon phase for a hot second Mm -hmm. but it was okay i'm quickly learning things that like maybe aren't my favorite like maybe our interests are different or something Mm -hmm. like that but learning to be okay with that because i just wanted to be with that person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay so that's where we both like knew that we wanted to be with the person right now for you when you when was it like um all right like this is this is hard as hell. 
like this is super hard. Like I don't, and I, and I think I never wanted to give up. And I don't think you never wanted to give up either. No, but it was a point where it's like, but this is hard as hell. Like, how the hell are we gonna do this? You know what I mean? Like, have you have you experienced that yet in your early phase of like pre marriage or being married? I think, I think being married. I don't think before marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was dumb and naive and thought, oh, this will be just a easy road until mm-hmm. we die. But I think. I think the part that I didn't realize is how much life around you affects your relationship. Mm-hmm. I I think it's fair to say both of us at different times of our lives have had jobs or work that was a burden on our relationship mm-hmm. or uh, maybe friendships or whatever that may be. Those like can take a toll because mm-hmm. you come home feeling a certain way. You, mm-hmm. you, your attitude probably changes your mind mm-hmm. your men, your mental health i yeah, guess yeah. Mm-hmm. and so i think that is something i wasn't anticipating and how like that is truly when you go into like argument mode and mm-hmm. you feel like you're in hell for a hot mm-hmm. second and mm-hmm. then you have to like make a decision if you're gonna work through mm-hmm. it or not mm-hmm. which spoiler alert like absolutely but mm-hmm. it is still it is still crossing your mind of like is this why does this have to happen? Yeah, I yeah. This, I didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's like one of the worst feelings ever, right? Like being eight years into it, like, like that ebbs and flows. Like you have seasons where things are really great and then you have things, seasons where things are really bad. And I think it comes, you you have to get to a certain part, part of maturing. It's like, okay, like this is always going to happen. And one thing that I've learned is like, when things are really good, let them be really good. When things are really bad, let them be really bad. You kind of have to sit in both of them the same kind of way. I think that obviously, by default, when things are bad, more work has to happen. And it's just so funny how life is so backwards that way. It's like, when things are good, you don't really got to do nothing. Well, that's not true. I mean, if you have like a routine and stuff and things you do, you want to keep up with yeah. those things. And if there's bad things that are happening, you got to get up out of that and get back to those routines that are probably getting you in that good space and that's in marriage that's for yourself and everything so um when i think about like what i the way that i felt i would feel being with somebody it was just to make sure that i wasn't experiencing what i saw with my mom and my dad and what i saw with my coach and his wife when they got divorced Mm -hmm. i was like well if we're just together that's that's cool you know what I'm saying? Because they just, they got divorced. Mm-hmm. After that, like, we just stay together. We're going to be all right. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. It's because I saw chaos within these relationships, and they ended. And that was terrible for the kids and everybody involved. And then I think that for me, that being kind of like my, my, my example, I was willing to stay in the misery as long as we didn't divorce or break up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was a really crappy place to be and it wasn't the ideal it was worse than like the ideal of like i thought we can just stay together and be cool and just be partners like what does that guy say on that pot <laughs> what did that divorce guy say uh something relationships the, 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 the divorce dude on software underbelly pair bonds pair bonds yeah, yeah, we, could just, yeah. we could just be pair bonds yeah, it's like yeah. no like and if you haven't seen the episode we'll link it in down below it's kind of it's interesting it's a divorce lawyer who's was on this youtube channel called software underbelly anyways um, we can just be pair bonds. And I recognize that, well, that's, this is actually pretty bad. Like, like, I, like, I love this girl. Why do we have to do this? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I realized, okay, what do we have to do to feel good in this thing? Like, how can we get back to what we had 
when you denied me and I was chasing after you and you loved me because I was like, whatever you thought of me. And what I've learned over the past, once it's just eight years we've been married or seven, however long it's been, um, the whole time it's like, it actually takes, um, like being proactive in every way possible. Yeah. Because being proactive is what is going to get you to a feeling that's way more powerful and beautiful than the honeymoon phase. Because think about just anything that you do. It's like when you work towards something and you get that thing, that thing is way, way better. That feeling is way, way better. When you're given something, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same weight. You know what I'm saying? So for me, the way that we got to that whole, this feeling of like, man, like, like I remember at one point I was looking at Charlotte and I told her, I said, look, man, like the way that I'm feeling, I think it's like, this is what love really is. This is what marriage is. Like, I love you so much. And the thing is now I can verbally tell Charlotte all the time. Like, like last time I told her, I said, Hey, like you're a really good wife. You're a really good mom. And I meant that shit from the core of my heart. Yeah. It was not because I saw something on TV. It wasn't because it was, it was not because it was something I was supposed to say. I meant it because we worked and she's worked at her roles as a husband. I mean, she worked at, She worked in her roles as a wife and as a mother. And I see her working. And it makes me proud of her. And she says things to me, even though I tell her not to. And, and <laughs> I tell her all the time, don't give me no compliments. I don't like it. And, like, um, she tells me. So when I said that to her last night, I swear to God, it came from a place of, like, I really, really mean this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now that we have worked on those things and i'm like man this is what it's supposed to feel like i feel like i can, can i can verbally say those things to her because i really do mean them it doesn't feel cheesy it doesn't feel like i'm faking it, it doesn't feel like i'm saying it because i'm supposed to it was like no i really really mean this so now we're in this like um euphoric feeling mm -hmm. of love all the time good and bad because i can look at you like, bro like we in this and we love each other. Mm -hmm. We're willing to go through it together. Bro, like, just even like saying it, it, it makes me feel like that euphoric feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, it's like this goddamn like, how do you explain this? Like, it's like, I love you so damn much, bro. Like, I would do anything for you. Yeah. And that, when I say and anything comes with this weight of like, this heavy weight of like, I swear to God, bro, I would do anything for you. Where I think in the beginning, you're like, I would, I would do anything for yeah. you. It was light, but no, it's like, no, I swear to God, sure, I would do anything for you. Anything you need me to do. I would die and go to hell for you. I won't only say stuff like that for my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, no, Charlotte, I'm talking about you. I love you that damn much. You see what I'm saying? Like, if it came to me and you and somebody got to go, I'm going because I love you that much. You see what I'm saying? Well, even like the stuff we talked, or you talked about in the previous episode of in sickness and health, like taking yeah. care of, I mean, I believe you when you say, yeah, if you end up in a wheelchair, yeah. like I got you for the next 40 oh, years. I swear to God, yeah. bro. And I think you asked me that seven years ago. I was like, Oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know if I can do this, but not like, no, like we're surpassed like the physical and what we do for each other. It's like, no, like you as a human being, you Charlotte, your middle name, middle name Thompson. Yeah. Like, I'm a middle name, last name Thompson. I will do anything for you. There's nobody else that I want. All I want is you. I swear to God, there's nothing else. Yeah. And it's so crazy, bro, because, like, I think from somebody who had, like, a very, um, how do you say, uh, frivolous past from, like, middle school to high school to college, mm -hmm. like, 
I had to like break these ways of thinking off for this woman. So now it's like, I don't even think about that stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? Like there's thoughts that come in my head and whatever. Like I'm not going to sit up here and lie. Yeah. But as far as like the desire to like want something else is completely gone. Because I love Charlotte that much. And it took so much work to do that because I had to change all this, my pat, my neural pathways or something yeah. of how I thought about stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that feeling of love, bro, this feeling of love is what I think nobody really experiences until they're in the thick of it and they fight and fight and fight for it. Because the honeymoon stuff and like the, you, the head over heels and you so sexy and all that stuff it, it goes you know what i mean i remember i saw something on uh i used to we used to watch these plays growing up called uh by tyler perry mm-hmm. and he used to he before he made the movies he would do plays and there yeah. we have them on, we have them on, have them on a dvd and then it was one part of the episode where like one of the characters is like uh, talking to a young woman and she's like hey trust me like you will get old and if you can't you know cook or clean all the stereotype stuff he's gonna like get tired of you because like you think you are sexy and stuff now at some point you will get old and all that stuff will kind of like dry up um and i think that's i still have to say is like i'm already at that point it's like it's like you get sick we get old we die together that's it you yeah. know what i'm saying um that makes sense yeah i mean <laughs> it's it's funny because i i totally know what you're saying it's just funny how you're not saying anything at the same time in the sense of what that mm-hmm. love is because mm-hmm. it I yeah, there's no word to exactly. it, right? It's yeah, like yeah. Unexplainable, which is, it just sounds so cheesy, but I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Even this isn't probably the best example, but we recently bought a house, which for me, four years prior to even prior to even us dating, that was just that was like a milestone for me, a goal, an ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. I would have the smallest room when I had roommates and stuff because I'm like, how do I save money to basically get to owning my own house. And I think it's probably some culture society thing telling me like, that's the ultimate accomplishment in life. Whatever, who cares? But the point is it felt like such a big deal. And by the time we got a house, I will be honest, I didn't even care Mm because it sucked. Like it's a dumb process. That's Mm. beside the point. Mm. But when it happened, I, I think it was just like, it was, it, it was such a great moment because it was with my wife. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even, I mean, yes, I'm glad I have a house. I, that sounds really ungrateful. I don't mean it that way. But I think it was to know it was with that specific person, mm. to, to be, like, proud of all that she did to get to that place to have a, a mm-hmm. home. One was, like, this feeling. But I think, like, to go to your point, too, is it just – I feel like when you f- you're fighting for it, you feel that love in – different moments than mm-hmm. you do when you're dating. Mm-hmm. Like I think about sometimes like at the dinner table with my parents and I like look over and, and the way she can make them laugh or make them smile. I'm like, man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like this is the mm-hmm. most amazing thing in the world that like the person I love can, can care for and give ultimate happiness t- to the other people that mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like I, I it's so, there's just nothing like it, mm-hmm. which is sounds so cliche no but that's, but that's real though i actually have a question for both of us it's like so what, what will we say because i would say that this feeling is relatively new within like the past like year two years or something like that where i always love charlotte but it's, it's been different mm-hmm. you know what i mean having three kids and all this stuff and yeah. like learning going through that whole like thing you've been married for two years i've been married for it's seven or eight i don't know it's one of those it's one of the two this is insane <laughs> that you don't know but i, I hear you yeah um 
what are the differentiating factors to you feeling that in two years versus me feeling it in seven or eight? I'm better at marriage than you. <laughs> what do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is like, who's to say? Like, you truly don't think you felt it before that? I did, but I think that I think I can comprehend it. That's the thing. Because the thing is, like, I've always chased and wanted and did the things. So I've always knew I loved her in that way. But I can comprehend and actually say Charlotte, like, what I told her last night or whatever. I can actually do that now. Whereas, like, prior to that, I would, like, writing it, write it in, like, a note or I would, like, text it to her or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now I can, like, say it because it's kind of come full circle for me. Mm. Well, then I don't know. I don't know if I can actually honestly say, I, I think I, it's not that I have trouble saying it. I've just probably not, I don't verbalize it enough. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if, for both of us, if it's like, because we've done the internal work to think about it, mm-hmm. that allows us to have that feeling now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not speaking for you on this point, but I think like what I've realized is not necessarily on purpose, but I'm just a, a normal human selfish person. Mm-hmm. And I put my own like desires ahead of everything else. And what I mean by desires is I don't feel like cleaning the house right now. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, but mm-hmm. now I feel like when I w- watch my wife come home and she's disappointed that it's not cleaned in a, in the way that she likes it. Well, one that, sucks because i know now she's disappointed but then that like hurts me Mm -hmm. so what if i'm just like you said proactive and i like throw away sitting on the couch and looking at twitter for 20 minutes and i do that ahead of time now she's happy that happiness comes back to me because what makes her genuinely what makes her happy makes me happy yeah and i I think that's a that's a beautiful point because i think like love is action. Like I just made a video. Right. It's like love is a verb. It's right. an action. And I think that through that action and being proactive, you you receive that back. Like you receive that back tenfold. But I think being selfish humans, you know what I'm saying? Being selfish and want to take care of ourselves all the time and thinking about our best interests, we take out the expansion of love that we can have with our partners by not being proactive and not meeting them where they're at or not giving them what they need. And damn, they're not, Doing something just for ourselves. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm saying like the example that you gave is like, look, like, because I remember when we would talk about this, it's like, look, I don't, like, I don't need to do this. I don't want to do it. Like, to me, it's cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But for her, it's something. Same thing with me. Like, I don't want to, you know, fold the clothes and do all this stuff. But it's like, I know it means something for her and it gets something done. And it's, it's, a, it's the structure of our home now for right now yeah. or whatever. And that just comes back tenfold because the crazy thing is when you give your partner a room, it gives them room. You take them off of their plate. It gives them room to expand on something else that they probably want to expand on. And then from that, they feel loved and they feel seen. And that comes back to you. Correct. So it's like, why not be proactive? Right. Why not be sacrificial? Why not be servant? Why not be a servant? Why not give that service to your partner? Because love expands in that way. I think that's where the real feeling of love really comes in that we're all really looking for. It's not this you, um, this Disney love princess and the frog stuff it's like no it's more like beauty and the beast you know what i mean like that dude had to work on himself she put him in his place oh yeah you know what i'm saying she put him in his place yeah now he ain't the beast no more now they're happily in love and they still got work to do later on yeah we need a damn beauty and the beast too 
actually no, because all number two Disney movies are trash, bro. Like they're not good. Toy Story two was kind of fire. Tarzan two was whack. Anyways, I I would say <laughs> the other thing too that someone commented on that post that you were just talking about. Mm. Love is a verb is I think a great saying, but they also said love equals daily intention, which for me just felt like that made a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. it really is being intentional daily mm-hmm. about about the person that you love. Yeah. And that can come in a variety of ways. That can mm-hmm. be verbally, like, you know, mm-hmm. I too do not really like compliments, but <laughs> yeah. my wife does. So mm-hmm. doing that or cleaning the house or whatever that looks like, I think mm-hmm. daily intention is a great way of just falling more in love with someone. Yeah, that's facts. And what's interesting is like for me to be daily and proactive, I actually have like a habit tracker that I use for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I write Charlotte two to three notes every week. And I have it in my habit tracker and in my task manager to be proactive. I know that I want to like take her out on two dates a month. I have it in my habit tracker so I can see. So I'm being proactive and doing the daily. And another daily thing is like I have something called like proactive husband where I kiss her when when we get up in the morning. I kiss her goodbye and I kiss her goodnight. I'm proactively doing it. And I'm, I don't have to re- rely on my own freaking brain to do that. Because at the end of the day, it's about the, it's about the action. Not about how I get to the exactly. action. Exactly. Because I know someone's going to be like, well, you like that means you're just kind of forcing it. And it's like, no, that's mm. not what that's about. No, it's, 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 that's literally the definition of proactive. That's right. literally what it is. Like, yeah. no, I want to do this. So I'm going to be proactively put myself in place to do that thing. Right. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it gets done. It's making the love just expand and Correct. just be bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Shard's relationship has expanded from me saying goodnight and saying good morning and saying goodbye, writing the notes every week, giving her those compliments. And the compliments have come naturally. So it's actually helping me by being proactive because now I see other ways that I can communicate to her outside of like the the notes and like the saying goodbye and whatever. Because at some point that becomes so natural to me that now I'm not being reminded to like write three notes a week or say goodbye and good night and good morning. You know what I'm saying? That's literally the definition of being proactive. So yeah, I do. And I don't do it to track it. I'm not keeping a record. It's like, no, this is literally to remind me that I want to make a good habit mm-hmm. in within the confines of my marriage. Because I make good habits for myself. I remind things for myself. So why can't I do it for my relationships? Yeah. I'm going to be healthy by making sure that I'm making good habits and following those habits in order to take care of myself. I have relationships that I need to nurture. So I'm going to do the same thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I like it, it's not, it can't be stated enough how much it helps your whole life yeah, too. Facts. Your, Cause that, that will, ben, it will benefit your work Yeah, straight up. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's bro. Think about the contrary. It's like when you are in a rut with your partner, everything else sucks. Yeah. Work sucks. Working out sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. So like, let's not do that. <laughs> you know, let's be yeah. proactive and like have it expand. And then the thing about it is when you do this, when you're in a tough spot, it's a lot easier and you get out that tough spot a lot faster because you know how to proactively love each other. Everybody wins. Everybody. And like the feeling that we all got in the beginning of that honeymoon stuff is a billion times bigger when you do it this way. It just takes work and it takes time. It takes effort. And at the end of the day, it's about being proactive. So... Yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else? I'll be interested to, to know what you guys think of this. So leave a rating or a comment under the YouTube video if you're watching here. But uh, yeah, that's all we got today. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one.